the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning to everyone on this wonderful sunny day. And I'm sad, I'm happy, but I'm so sad because the summer's always too short and we don't have that much left. I wish we had a couple of extra months. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. And it's nearly a decade now that we've been on the air talking about real estate. And the millions of different things that have to do with real estate, from insurance to investments to how to handle bad neighbors, it's no different than it was 10 years ago. In some way, everything's connected to real estate. And, of course, it's the hot days of August, it's the dog days, and it's the hottest days of summer. So I hope that you're enjoying the heat. And when people complain to me about the heat, I say, well, wait a second, it might be hot, but... At least for me, I'll take that over freezing. Wait until December, Dottie, you know? I know. Well, no, December's usually not too bad. It's really bleak in January and February. That's true. Now, Ace, one of two parp, is with me, and Ace is vice president of Citizens Bank. And if you have any questions about financing or if you need advice in getting a mortgage or a home equity loan, now is the time to call him at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And get your questions answered by one of the top experts in the financial world. Our good friend and attorney, Steve Wagner, is our legal counsel today. And Steve has been a litigator in real estate law for more than 30 years. He specializes in co-op and condominium law. Also, Steve Wagner is an expert in the rapidly expanding field of Internet defamation claims, which is a fascinating topic. What can you do if someone defames you or your business on the Internet? Steve will be delighted to answer any of your questions, so please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. Our credit expert, Dan Sater, is joining us at 11 to tell you there's such a thing as having too much credit. Dan's a nationally recognized credit expert and credit coach, And he's a credit scoring advisor. And as we always tell you, before you apply for a mortgage, just check that credit. And it affects not only housing or rentals, it affects your credit card rate. It affects everything. Credit is king. Okay, so you can always call him at 866-970-9622. And I always like to take a minute to thank Citizens Bank for their support. One of the great things that Citizen does for the community is its new Champion in Action Award. Citizens Bank is seeking this year's Champion in Action in the category of inclusion and equality. 
okay? It's a program designed to reward nonprofit organizations. Since 2002, the program has awarded more than $9 million to 332 champions. Citizens also provides volunteer support and publicity to help our champions and actions better serve our communities. The application process, if you're interested in applying, is open from July 29th, 2019 through August 16th. So if you'd like to apply, go to citizensbank.com uh, for the application. There is a new trend in real estate investment. It's not buying a two-family house and being a live-in landlord. In fact, the number one investment choice for the individual real estate broker only, and most people. If you stay tuned, I'll explain it later. Also, if you do own an investment in real estate, we need to talk about maintenance, something people don't think about sometimes. I always tell you what happens on this day, and on this day, 1967, 45,000 U.S. soldiers sent to Vietnam. Um, you know, I was probably in high school, and Ace, you weren't born yet, I'm sure, but I remember, you know, I was in high school, but, you know, I knew a lot of guys that were kind of in college, and there was a lottery, and, you know, you would, I remember sitting in my bedroom with my friends, and on the radio it would say, May 12th, number one, October 16th, number two, and they would call out your birthday, and based on how they called it out, you'd be number one to go to Vietnam or number two. And I remember that night, um, everybody was out drinking, either celebrating that they were a high number and they didn't get drafted, or not celebrating and freaking out that they were going to have to go. And um, that was just a, a horrible time in the... We owe it to all our soldiers, and uh, the ones in Vietnam weren't as really acknowledged as they should have been. Wow. Actually, I was um, doing the same thing, Dottie. This is Steve. And um, the way they did it was they did it by date. So they did 1 to you know, January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and they would call out the numbers. If it was 1, they would say 1. If it was 12, they would say 1, 2. So you'd freak out until they said two. And then if it was 312, they'd go three, one, two. Oh, my goodness. Two. And, and you didn't know what your number was until they stopped talking. I was sitting at the kitchen table with my mother, may she rest in peace, and I was 354. Wow. And I wow. can only say when they hit number four and my 354, we jumped up and started Screaming and dancing. It, we, back in the day, it was no thrill to go to Vietnam. Not like today, where people want to go and they, you know, they they sign up. And it, it's uh, back then there was a strong feeling that this was a bad war for a bad reason. And um, uh, but I remember sitting around the kitchen table with my mother so clearly I and having any, them say the numbers yeah. like that. I think anybody who was around at that time will never forget that day. Um, it was, yeah. um, and hopefully they'll never do that, have a lottery like that. And I think you're right, yeah. Steve. I think that if it was, you know, like World War or something like that, everyone wants to defend the country. Um, I remember at 9-11, I was like, you know what? I'll enlist, okay? You know, no one should ever do that to America. Mm -hmm. But that was a war that really people didn't really believe in. So it was, and I will yeah. never forget Yeah, not popular it. at all. Yeah. 
Of course, if you were born on this day, I always tell you, I guess you share the birthday with Martha Stewart. Um, I don't really want to tell her age, but she is 77 years old today. Um, I'm going to take a quick question in a second I have for you, Steve, but I just want to go through this ace. Yes. Um, the feds cut the rates. Again. For the first time since 2008. Yeah. And uh, it was a quarter point move. It's a quarter point the, move. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just tell everybody that they cut it, we think, because of uncertainty around global and persistent low inflation. And uh, they want the, the economy to stay healthy. So if you don't have, if you have kind of deflation where it's not going up, that's dangerous because it causes consumers to keep cash, thinking it's going to get cheaper and cheaper. So, but they really didn't say that they're going to cut it anymore, right? I mean, what do you hear? I mean, basically, the, you know, they said that they're going to monitor um, the uh, environment, right? I think in today's world, we live in a much different world where we're just connected globally uh, to things that are happening outside of the United States as well. So, um, I think they're going to keep it low for the, I, I guess, foreseeable future within the next twelve months. But um, again, another. But they kind of left the door open. They left it open. To go either way, right? Exactly, Dottie. You know, so. Well, that's the safest way to do it. That's like the weather people. You know, it might rain, there's a chance, you know, but it might not. Okay, and that's safe. <laughs> okay, let me take hey, a quick hey, question. Hey. For, yes, I think it's for you, Steve. Wait, I think yeah. I just want to take a quick question. I think it's for you. But anyhow, okay, uh, Maggie, good morning, Maggie, and thanks for calling Iron Real Estate. Are you on the good line? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hi, Steve and, and Dottie. Good morning, and Ace. I listen to you guys regularly on Saturday mornings and enjoy your show. I like right. it specifically when you really get into the heart of, of real estate issues. So my issue is I have a co-op, and I've been in the building maybe 25 years. Um, only my name is on the uh, share certificate and on the lease. So my daughter, I want to add her to the share certificate and the lease, and I've been getting a really hard time. Uh, I have a small mortgage, so I've gotten a recognition agreement from the bank because she's not assuming any financial liability she's just being added to the lease and i've gotten to the point now where they've sent me this the board has sent me this i shouldn't say the board it's the managing agent they sent me this humongous uh form you know that you have to fill out when you're going to buy or you're going to lease with all your financial information and i don't think it's really relevant so i'm pushing back because i've already paid the uh, bank attorney, and uh, now they're asking for more money. Uh, so I've, I've pushed back. I've said no. I think this is, un, you know, untenable. It doesn't make sense. Maybe I should alert all the people in the building that only have one person on the lease and other family members should be added or whatever, or one family member, or that this is a problem. Mm -hmm. So here, that's the status right now. I've the, One of the people that the managing agent has reached out to try to um, resolve the issue for me. And so your question, to Steve right is what should you, your question to Steve is what should you do? Yeah, what suggestions well, can – I mean, I'm, I'm a lawyer, but I'm, in, I'm a uh, transactional intellectual property attorney. This is kind of a new area for me. I don't want to get hard. I don't want to get tough. I don't want to have to bring somebody in on this. I just want to, you know, resolve it and, and in a business-like manner. But it's becoming difficult. Well, assuming that it is a conventional co-op that is not regulated conventional. by Mitchell or something like that. It's conventional. Okay. So, yeah, so the, um, the answer is they have the right to do what they're doing. Um, right. And it, it, it 
may not be something that you think is right, but uh, the governing documents, including I'm talking specifically about the proprietary lease, um, right. talk about transfers and the right to say, you know, be approved. And if you think about it, you're a, you're a transactional attorney, so you know that if you and your daughter are on that proprietary lease together, it's called a joint tenancy. And if something happens to you, if you pass away, she becomes the sole owner. So they want to see that she's financially qualified. The interesting right. thing about it is that the proprietary lease also has a clause in it that says um, uh, that in the event of death of you know the, the one or both of the tenant shareholders, um, it, depending on the relationship, there will be um, they cannot unreasonably refuse transfer to an immediate family member who's financially responsible. So gotcha. you may be trying to you may be trying to take care of something that doesn't need to be taken care of, if your daughter is the object of your bounty upon your death, um, then uh, you know she she would have the financial wherewithal and be entitled yeah. to. It. And and the other thing is I'm, I have an interesting case right now where there is um, a reasonable standard, not even in a death situation, but a reasonable standard for transferring apartments. Which is highly mm -hmm. unusual, by the way. Usually, they, the board can refuse for any reason or no reason at all. But in, in the, um, my research shows that the reasonable standard cannot be; it has to be on a, based on objective things. It can't mm -hmm. be personal. So it's mm -hmm. not like in the future they're going to say, "Oh, we don't like her." They can do that if it doesn't have a reasonable standard. But if if there's a reasonable standard, they can't just say we don't like her. They have to look right. at things like finances. And whether the use of the apartment is going to be for residential and not overcrowded or things like that, it has to be right. objective. So I think you're worried right. about something that you don't really have to worry about. Um, well, the transfer that you're you describing, which should, uh, you know, occur, uh, assuming that everything is reasonable, as you described, uh, only happens on my demise. Yeah, well, if you're going to move out and allow her to remain there, you need to find out what the policy is. Okay. Uh, of the board on that, because the language in the proprietary lease, assuming it's like 95% of all other proprietary leases, will say that um, it's that you and members of your immediate family. And the quest policy question is, do they require you to contemporaneously occupy? And some some um, buildings do, and some buildings don't. There's legal authority for both. Most. She contemporary. She she occupies. There. She occupies well, already. I, but oh. I mean, if, if, if yeah. other than your demise, let's say you move someplace and you want her to remain, can right. she remain alone if her name is not on the proprietary lease and you're not right. gone? Right. And, and right, the, right. that's a pol policy issue for the co-ops. Find out if right. what they're doing in other apartments. If they're already doing it in other apartments, they're going to have a tough time saying you can't. But if they don't right. know Understood. about that or can't get the information, ask ask the managing agent, or better yet, ask the president of the board, because the managing agent sometimes gives you answers, and they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, the managing, agent, the managing agent is a real estate attorney who's really difficult. Uh, well, <laughs> Excuse I, the expression. I, I no, but, very difficult. Know the firm. but that's a good question, and uh, I guess good. you just have to make sure that she has the finances uh, you know, exactly to take care of that, and that's probably through a will or something. Because I just right doing that myself. So let us know how you make out, and if you have any money, if you need anything, call back, and or you know, and, and Steve will be glad to tell you whatever. 
Thank you so much. Thanks, Maggie. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's really in the... Really an important so, Ace, issue. I, I, I was going to ask you a question, Ace. Yes. And Steve. that is, when when they drop the rates, how long does it take for it to work its way down into actually lower lo- co-op <laughs> loan and mortgage rates? You know, the phones were ringing off the hook yesterday um, after the uh, Fed announced their uh, decrease, right? But what people don't know is that the rates are already baked in, um, especially long-term rate locks. So when the Fed announces that they're going to lower their um prime rate, it's really affecting short-term rates and not really long-term rates. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a little bit of an education process for our listeners and I guess for the public because it doesn't necessarily mean, Dottie or, or Steve, that rates are going to lower immediately or it's going to lower, right? Because it's lowering short-term rates and not long-term rates. So it so. doesn't mean uh, that you shouldn't assume that because the rates went down that your rates are going to go down. Exactly. I mean, it went down yesterday because of the bond market and because of the stock market, right? So there's correlation there. But with the Federal Reserve announcing short-term rates that they're going to lower, it'll most likely affect adjustable rate mortgages if you have one. And adjustable rate mortgage, it's just a loan where it's fixed for a certain number of years, but it's amortized within 30 years. But the 30-year fixed rate won't be too much affected uh, by the announcement. Ace, I have another question for you. Why? I, I was reading something and it said why, that it could be more difficult for Americans to get approved for a mortgage. And it says if you're looking into refinancing, fewer people actually stand to benefit from getting new mortgages. And then it reads, uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is set to eliminate a regulatory loophole that made getting a mortgage more feasible for thousands of Americans. And they say that The Consumer Watchdog Agency announced this month that it will allow a temporary provision commonly known as Qualified Mortgage Patch to expire in January of 2021. And um, the regulatory patch allowed Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to purchase loans where the borrower's debt-to-income ratio exceeded the standard 43%, which means to all of our listeners, you're allowed to have about you know, that's that the most you can have in debt. And I think that's what they're saying, that they would allow people, they'd allow them to get mortgages that have a higher debt, and now they, they won't do it. It's running out. Yeah, this was huge, Dottie. So Fannie and Freddie, um, they were able to purchase uh, loans that had a debt-to-income ratio higher than 43%. So you're looking at anywhere between 43 and 50%, right? So that was a big gap hole. Okay, that, but can you explain yeah. to our listeners, um, Ace, what? DTI exactly means. how that, yeah, because they're Correct. not, you know, yeah. they're not in the finance. No, I, I get it, I get it. Um, so there's a lot of acronyms in the banking world, but uh, DTI stands for debt to income. So anyone that, so take your gross income, for example, uh, for the year, divide that by 12, and that monthly gross income, you divide it by all of your total debt. So including your new monthly housing expense or your current monthly housing expense, inclusive of all your credit cards, car payments, and revolving debt, you then divide it by your gross income. And most of the time, people are within 28 to 36% DTI. In this case, Fannie and Freddie were purchasing loans that actually had debt-to-income ratios as high as 49%. So that was really, really big. Thank you. So I, I'm glad that you clarified that. We'll be back. We'll be talking to Ace, Juan Sukup, and Steve Wagner, our legal Council right after our break, 866-970-9622. We'll be back with Iron Real Estate in two minutes.
Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law? Well, every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio, you hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a listener's actual question. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. Or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission, and Sunday mornings on AM 970 The Answer at 11. Um, excuse me. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Summer is here, and Matt's got the barbecue out all ready to grill. That's why he trusts Super Polygrip, so he can enjoy his steak with full confidence. Polygrip! Sounds like there's a party going on, but something's missing. The birthday gal's arrived, and thanks to Polydent, her bright smile is anything but a surprise. Did you know it was once considered anti-American to throw away the core of an apple? In the 1940s, there was a common poster with a picture of a beautiful child happily eating the core of an apple. The slogan read, Be True to the Core. This was a nationwide program concentrating on nutrition and discouraging food waste. Keeping our citizens strong at home was an important aspect of winning the war in Europe. American citizens are fighting the war against lifestyle disease. Research shows we must eat every edible part of fruits and vegetables to keep our bodies strong and able to fight off biological invaders that are making us sick. Much of the disease-fighting chemistry in fruits and vegetables are located in the core and skin of produce. Often we are peeling off and coring the strongest available chemistry for fighting the deadly diseases of our day. It turns out Grandma was right. Eat all your fruits and vegetables and be true to the core. This is Dr. Douglas Howard with your health tip of the week. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I find them extremely helpful in so many areas that I had had issues with before. And, you know, so there's there's a direct cause and effect, you know, from before taking them to now taking them. If I don't take them... I am really in a fog, and when I do, I have a sense of just energy and clarity that I didn't, I, I shouldn't have. I'll just say, I'll, I'll just put it that way, <laughs> that way. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, all new preferred customers will receive an additional 30% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. You will also receive an extra $10 off on any additional set of fruits and veggies you purchase. This summer special will expire, so don't wait. Call 800 800- 
2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the answer. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking about anything that has to do with real estate. So if you have any real estate questions or any legal or financing questions or just anything that has to do with real estate, please call us at 866-970-9622. By the way, um, good news for real estate, the pending home sales beat expectations this month, um, breaking 17 months of a losing streak thanks to low mortgage rates. Um, the so-called pending home sales, and that's homes that have gone to contract but have not closed yet, were about 2.8% higher than May, and uh, their sales were 1.6 higher compared from 2018. And these are national numbers. They're not local numbers. Um, job growth was it's partially because of job growth and the stock market. And that's all from Lawrence Young, who, Young who's the chief economist of the um, National Association of Realtors. Um, and, you know, there was, I think if you talk to anybody that's in real estate, they'll kind of tell you it's been a little kind of slowish. Not slow, just kind of not eventful, kind of just carrying on. And... Uh, we think that's the summer months and uh, that signed contracts are, are pending and it's busy and we think we'll even get busier in right after the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's another shift that buyers, uh, especially the millennials, are starting to buy in more affordable areas uh, like I, I wouldn't want to go there, but Grand Rapids. I was just in Vegas, but I'll tell you about it in a second. But uh, there's parts of Vegas that are going up crazy. And I think that's because of, isn't there a football team or a stadium going up there? The Raiders, Dottie. Yeah. So, so the real estate is really going up yeah. there uh, because the Raiders, and they're going to have, like, you know, also places where they can practice, and that's going to bring a lot more business. And uh, Realtor.com says that the 2019 hottest zip codes uh, that report found that the less expensive housing stock is luring buyers to these areas, but they still don't want to be too far out from the mm -hmm. cities. So that's kind of the real estate news. Um, I want to take a quick question, and then I have to tell you a little about the staters, <laughs> and then I have a few questions for Steve. Um, I have Nina from New York City. Hi, Nina. Do I have you on the line? From no. Hi. I was Hi. trying to find out an insurance question. Sure. We'll try. We don't have an insurance guy on, on at the moment, but I know. we'll try. Okay. How long can the insurance company keep sitting on a claim? And then if the their adjuster who came leaves, are they going to re are they allowed to restart with another adjuster? And it just so happens that a couple months after my claim and the adjuster, the first adjuster came, they uh, they told me to go get a general contractor and get the estimates, which I did and sent it off to them. Now again, a couple of months, and they're saying the other guy, the first guy, left, and they have to restart. How does this work? Well, my just thought, uh, Steve, you probably might know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, unfortunately, not all insurance companies are the same. Some are very good and will come out and send people out to 
Um, if there's a loss, they'll, they'll help fix whatever it is to try to mitigate the damage um, and will promptly be there with a check. Others um, do exactly what you're describing. And uh, it's part of, for them, a negotiating process. And uh, unfortunately, they're trying to save money. I think what you need to do is you need to talk to your broker because your broker is the one who places a lot of that insurance and has a better relationship than you do. And you probably don't deal much with your broker except to renew the insurance. But that's one of the things he's supposed to be. He's your agent, and you want him to, to, to find out what's going on. Steve, I have a problem, though. I had um, uh, a loan modification done, and when she gave me the number, I just assumed that, um, you know, it, it, it had been there for 25 years. We always had, you know, known insurance companies. And they just placed it with an insurance company. Not only were they uh-huh. immensely higher, and then when this happened, I immediately changed my insurance company. But now... They, I have no broker. That's what I've been telling the bank. Hey, who places uh, insurance? Give me the name. You know, I changed it, changed it for now, but first of all, it was like three times as expensive. Okay, well, the, the other thing is this. I mean, uh, uh, first of all, you did say they switched the um, adjuster, and they, they don't get to start all over again because they um, uh, changed adjusters. You also should ask them if they. I'm sorry? How do I prevent that? How does she prevent that? Uh, Well, you can't prevent it. But, but, oh, you mean from them uh, starting all over again? Yes. Um, I would would ask to speak to a supervisor, or if if they persist in something like this, you can go to the state insurance department and complain that they're delaying your, your, uh, um, uh, adjusting your claim. Um, in, in the um, the other thing is now they're asking you to do some of the work that they would be doing, which you know in that case go out and get some bids. I mean your bids are going to be higher than I did, theirs. And I You're sent not going to be happy them. with your bids. Yeah, she's well, asking. And I sent it to them. They no, but her question is how that. long. Yeah, no, but she's asking. Her question is she did what they asked. She sent it to them, and how long they're they're just kind of didn't do anything. And I would just tell you, and this is not, you know, anything that I'm an expert on, but what, you know, it's some of it I just know to do. First of all, I, when you sent it to them, you should really send it with registered mail because there's no person. And, you know, these insurance companies, a million people work for them and sometimes they just neglect to do it or they forgot or they just not on it. You know, they're not. And then, uh, you know, I would be, you know, you're going to have to bug them. Okay. I mean, you're going to have to just keep on calling them and be a pain in the neck. No, but now they want to send another adjuster. And I did, actually, I contacted my bank, and the bank connected me to them. They seem to have an internal symbiotic relationship with this company, which I never heard of before. And uh, they connected me to them. But they have a symbiotic relationship. On the other hand, I have nobody you know, to contact. And so then they gave us an email address saying something, uh, claim info. And I, they have our estimates. They're not saying we don't have your estimates. No, I know, but 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 they have it. But there's no, I don't know that you know. And we'll check for you. I don't know exactly if there's an amount of time that's what I consider what what reasonable is. 
Uh, they yeah. just they, they, I'm sure yeah. they're going to do something. It's, your point is, when are they going to do it? And I'm telling you, you, be a pain in the neck if you have to call them five times a day. Okay, I agree. Well, it's Chase uh, Bank, which it. is a, you know, a, a, a good bank, Chase Bank. And uh, they're the ones who placed it. We had no idea that they had placed it. I just took the whole number, and I, and I immediately was able to reduce my mortgage for, by $600 also by changing insurance companies. But I'm still stuck with them for that those claims, you know. Yeah, well, you're okay. stuck with that company for the claims, and they're in the process. And as far as your question, I will find out for you by next week. And I apologize oh. if somebody has a question I promised I would answer, and it's a property management question, and I asked someone to do it for me, and they didn't. But we will, because I don't okay. know other than... You know, I don't know if they're legally, but I, I would just guess that they are allowed to send another adjuster. It's like, you know, if you're in court and you have an attorney, I mean, or you have a judge and that judge quits and a new judge has to hear the case and you kind of have to start all over again. It's just the way it goes. Exactly. Okay. okay. Thank you, Donnie. You're, Thank you're welcome. Steve. Have a great afternoon. You're welcome. You too. Uh, yeah. You too. Yeah. That's, you know, you know, the, you know it's frustrating. You know, that's why anytime someone calls Douglas Elliman or sends me something good, bad, or indifferent, I try to get back to him because it's very frustrating when you can't get an answer. You know, I was just in Vegas. I was speaking at the National Association of Stagers uh, that stage houses. And, you know, initially staging was pretty much a kind of thing that people did maybe on the higher end. or new development where if you see model homes, and if you looked at model homes and you see how they're decorated, half of them would probably not sell if they weren't staged and decorated the way they are. Uh, so it was great, and, you know, I saw a lot in Vegas. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Vegas, but I talked to a lot of people who live there all year, and they're all excited that it's going to uh, really their prices are going up. Uh, one thing I found out about staging that I really never thought about And it's something I want to tell all our listeners because it's not, I just never thought about it. If you are using a stager, and I suggest that it really makes a difference, you need to ask them, do they have insurance? Which I, you know, I I just never thought about it. And I probably should have, but I didn't. And if they, we're having a break, um, but they need insurance because basically if anything happens to the things that they put in your property, your homeowner's insurance is not going to cover that, and they can go after you to pay for it. So if you have a stager, make sure that they have insurance and they're covered for, God forbid, you had like a pipe that burst. So that's just a good thing to know. Um, we'll be right back. I'm gonna, and, you know, I'm going to tell you, you can buy cardboard furniture now to stage. 866-970-9622. We'll be right back after the break. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with nine students who are participating in the Summer Youth Employment Program, Roads to Success, by interning with Teamsters Local 237. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. 
I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive-thru. And I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113. Or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Wesupar, who is our financial expert, and Steve Wagner, who is our legal expert. And I was just in the middle of telling you that I went to a, I spoke at a staging uh, 
the National Association of Staging, and I just learned something that I just didn't think about, and that if, you know, people are using stages now, um, they've always used them in new developments or model houses. If you go, they're just all set up beautifully. And uh, now regular, it's, you know, regular people in homes are doing it, and maybe not doing sometimes the whole house, but sometimes they'll stage uh, a room or a bedroom or a room that could be used in multiple ways. And I found in this business, I've been in the business a long time, most people are very visual, and sometimes they can't see the possibilities. And so when you actually visually show it to them, and I just thought this was interesting. I saw the stuff because they had it there, but they are now using cardboard <coughs> furniture, okay, to state properties, and it's amazing. Uh, it's a company from the Netherlands, and they are building lightweight foldable creations that are made out of cardboard. And you really could not tell that they were really cardboard. And they it looks just like beautiful, and it's temporary furniture, and it's just a beginning. But I think you're going to see a lot of it. Now, if you live in a property, then you can't really stage the whole house with cardboard furniture because I don't know how you would use it. But you can do some rooms. And it's kind of a, a you know, kind of a, a great thing that I don't think a lot of people know it. I think it will become mainstream, as I do think staging is becoming mainstream. And one of the subjects we'll talk about, not today, but down the road, is really what that can do to increase the value of your home. And what, how much should you spend on getting your home ready or, or improving your home, and how much is spending too much and you're never going to get your money back. And we'll, we'll do that at another show. Um, I have a question. And then, Steve, I, I have some questions for you uh, because okay. you, uh, you know I have to, with that whole thing with the uh, rent regulations uh, how that impacts multifamily investors and basically that New York City apartment buildings pl the sales plummeted with new rent yeah. laws and they're scaring off investors I'm going to discuss that let me take a quick question and then uh, Steve I want to talk about that with you because what people don't realize is those investors pay a lot of taxes, property tax. And I read a number that says you could look at potentially losing $1.5 to $2 billion, in the, not lose the budget, in a shortfall if people stop buying investment property because there's no tax breaks. So I'd love to talk about that with you a little bit. But let me take a quick question from Rosemary from Long Island. Good, <coughs> good morning, Rosemary. Hi there. Uh, I have a question for you about uh, the definition of blockbusting. Well, the legal definition, I, you know, I can't, I can't tell you the legal. I'm not an attorney, but you know, it basically is meant when you are going into an area and trying to bring people in that you think, and maybe I'm not saying this right, Steve. So correct me if I'm wrong. That you think are going to make people want to sell, and I don't know that it happens much now, but I, I, you know, years ago it might have, but it's basically, am I saying the right legal definition, Steve? Uh, I don't, actually don't know the definition of blockbusting. It would not be something I'd guess. I'd, I'd want to look it up. Maybe I can do it while we're talking. Yeah. But, Dottie, um, I've, I've yeah, heard I don't actually to, I don't want to guess yeah. about a definition. Yeah. 
What did you say, Ace? No, I've, I've heard of the same thing, Dottie, you know, where they yeah. come in and... I don't know if there's a legal definition. I'm not sure. Like, I'd lo- like Steve can look it up. I, I well, obviously Dottie. know about from real estate as far as, you know, learning about it and uh, what it does. And basically, it was, I, I, again, this is not a legal definition. I'm just telling you from my knowledge. It's really going into an area and going in and, and I guess if there's people that are going to scare off other people that all the other people move. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it have something to do, Dottie, with um, uh, overloading an area with uh, certain ethnic groups of, of your own choosing? Not um, as, I don't to, think necessarily. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what I see. I see a tremendous amount of that going on in Nassau County. Yeah, well, I... I really can't tell you. I mean, I don't know the statistics of what's going on exactly in Nassau County, although I have a house there and I grew up there. But I will tell you that um, I don't know if they, they would even keep that kind of stuff. I just think, and this is not legal, this is not anything about blockbusting. I believe that I lived in Nassau County. I grew up there. And I just think the whole ethnic people, things change. So there's different, you know, like different, the world is changing. A lot of, you know, people move into Nassau County and uh, it's a melting pot. It's kind of reflects the city. And I, I always tell people that one of the wonderful things, and again, I live in Manhattan now, but I didn't my whole life, uh, about Manhattan is that really everybody and everything, I forgot how many languages there are, uh, everybody and everything and every religious, every economic group all live next to each other, and, you know, it all just works. So I... Well, I found the, def- I found what the it, definition. A, go ahead, shoot. Yeah, there actually is. It's in, uh, uh, I'll give these sites for 24, a Code of Federal Regulations, 100.85, and it says, it shall be unlawful for profit to induce or attempt to induce a person to sell or rent a dwelling by representations regarding the entry or pers- prospective entry into the neighborhood of a person or persons of a particular race, color, religion, sex, familial status, or natural origin, or with a handicap. And then they they give a few examples, um, uh, but it's it's illegal and. Um, uh, it basically is scaring people out of their homes by saying mm-hmm. people who are not like them going to come in. It was they, yeah. they also I saw a thing that said it, it was often occurring in the 50s and 60s. Um, yeah, but not it's so occurring now. Today. It's occurring now like crazy. Um, there's a lot of things that are illegal that are done uh, surreptitiously. They're illegal and they're still being done because there's nobody uh, enforcing the legality or the illegality. The, uh, the illegality of what they're doing. For example, I, I used to have a real estate license years ago, and we had to learn all these rules and and everything. Right. And um, as far as uh, this is why I called to ask what the definition was, because I, I ha- haven't had my real estate license for many years. But what I see under my own in my with my own eyes is basically what I would call blockbusting, because a lot of realtors are coming in from 
out of the area, and they're bringing people in from out of the area. I can and, tell you this. Uh, and, they're and overloading. I, I, they're actually okay, invading the area this, with Rosemary, people that uh, are from who knows where. I can tell you and, this. That is, wait, and, and actually, let me, no, let me like finish. I'm a minority. That I feel is like I'm not blockbusting. Again. That is not blockbusting, okay? And that is not, and if there is something that you think is illegal, and Steve, where did you get that definition? You can look it up. Then you have to, then you should report it. But people moving people to an area because they like that area or or they uh, want people to look. It's like people from the suburbs, even Brooklyn. You know, when I was young, people moved from Brooklyn to Long Island. Now people move to Brooklyn, okay? Uh, and it wasn't blockbusting. It was just what people did. They wanted to have a house in the suburbs from the city. And then you see people going into the city that are either empty nesters and, and they said, you know, let's go back to the city or young people. So that, but that, I'm not, that's not my expertise, but I can do tell you this. If you think there is something like that going on, I can offer the next show, get you where you that kind of That kind of thing is very hard to prove because somebody comes into a realtor located... Wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm not going to discuss how you prove that. I'm not an attorney. Okay, I'm saying if you think there is a violation and somebody is doing that, I can get you the name. I can't help you. Steve is not an attorney that handles I can get you a name and you should report that um, because it is illegal. Right. I mean, what I, what I, the regulation I read is a HUD um, regulation. Nobody can know that. You being call up HUD and complain, and they will send out. There's also advocacy groups easily available online. If you think that's going on, you can call them, and they will assist in creating a, a record to prove it. Yes. Can you so, give me one of those advocacy groups' names so I can look it up or look them up? Um, I don't have any of their names. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to endorse anyone because I don't know these groups directly. But I, I, I'm looking. I googled blockbusting. What is blockbusting? I came up with the exact regulation, and there were a number of advocacy groups. I, I suggest you do uh-huh. that. Look it up. Look it up. Okay. Well. Thanks, thanks Rosemary. So have a good day. Okay. Um, you know. That's something that if you think that anything illegal is being done, and sometimes you have to just do a little homework and find out where to call, and then hopefully they'll take care of it. Um, Steve. Yeah, let's talk about rent regulation. Yeah. Now, just in, 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 in you talking about it, uh, I have some numbers that, you know, that, you know, the investors, uh, everything is really down because – they have made it, you know, almost impossible to raise rents, remove u- units. And it says that the first half of 2019 in New York City apartment building sales fell 48% from the same period a year earlier. And it was the biggest decline for any six-month period in data going back to 2009. So, and, you know, they're assuming it's from these rent regulations. What do you think? I completely agree. I mean, why would somebody want to um, in, make a large investment in a building where their ability to um, make a profit is extremely limited? <clears throat> and not only that, but the um, the ability even to maintain the apartments in something above the minimum standards established by the law is also restricted. I mean, you, you're not getting any benefit. You don't make any recovery 
for improving apartments, there's a 15, there's a limitation of $15,000 every 15 years, 15000 in the aggregate. You so in other words, Steve, wait a second. That. So are you saying that, and again, if you're renting, you're going to think, hey, this is great, okay, for me and great for anyone who's renting because, you know, listen, rents are high and you want to make sure they're still affordable, Okay, but on the other hand, if you do what Steve's saying, and these regulations only allow someone, what, $15,000, an investor? How much? Every, every 15 years okay. in the aggregate. So wait, explain to our listeners what that exactly means. That- oh, it means that if you spend $5,000 to fix something in the apartment in year one, and then in year seven, you fix something else, for, and, and it's going to cost $20,000, you'll only get credit for $5,000 more. So and when I say credit, I mean there's a small amount that you can raise the rent, but only for $5,000 more, or actually in my example, $10,000 more because it's 15. But the aggregate means that the total of over 15 years, you can only get credit to raise rents, and it's, it's a greatly reduced amount, um, for a total of $15,000. It's not enough to keep the apartments in really good condition. So what's, I, I believe that what's going to happen is great for tenants right now. But over time, there's going to be two classes of, uh, of real estate. There's going to be deregulated and co-ops and condos, and then there's going to be regulated. And the, and the regulated apartments are not going to be that nice. Well, Steve, you had said that to me. And what, what Steve is saying, that if people, if investors who obviously buy rental properties so that they can make a profit. Now, should they gouge people and make, you know, so much? Well, I don't, again, have the answer on what's reasonable, what's not. And, hey, you know what, I think, again, I don't think there's a law. I don't know. But, like, if you bought something and you bought a building and you got a great deal and you rent it and you have high rents, if people pay it, you know, they always say, or I tell people, Pricing property is not a science, okay? Somebody will only pay what they want to pay, and if nobody wants to pay it because it's that high, then you'll lower the rent because you won't rent it. But if people are paying it, then you have a market. And if there's no benefit, if any, when somebody moves out, if their apartment was a wreck and you can't fix it or it's just going to be out of pocket, then why would you really get involved with that investment? I mean, So I think there's a happy medium somewhere, you know, where I think it's fair for – I don't think people should gouge people and their rents should be able to just go up these crazy amounts. But I kind of think there's probably a middle ground somewhere, no? I mean, what's your thoughts? uh, They didn't didn't get the middle ground with this. uh, Steve, would you do me a favor? I know that we have uh, the news, and I know that we have more questions. So could you just stay on and just finish up on on that subject because – Support. Of course. Thanks. We'll be back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. We're going to talk after the break. We're going to finish talking about investment properties and what the law is and something that you know you should know. And then we'll be back with Dan Sater, who's our credit coach, and he'll be talking about what's too much credit. When do you have too much credit? When is it not a benefit anymore to have all the credit? Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.